0: Ephesians 6, to 20, finally be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armour on your chest, and your feet sanded with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints pray also for me that the message may be given to me when i open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for this i am an ambassador in chains pray that i might be bold enough to speak about it as i should Let the little children come to me. Let the little children come. To me. Don't stop them. Don't, Don't stop them. them. Because the kingdom of God belongs. Because the kingdom of God belongs. The kingdom of God belongs. belongs they do such a thing.
1: Well hi there, good to, well not see you, but know that you are there watching. Uh, Lovely to uh, be joining with you today uh, here at church. I've seen a few of your comments come in on the computer screen uh, and it's just great that we can be uh, together in this way. Uh, Yeah, as Cole said, I really do encourage you to uh, take a moment to uh, make a phone call to someone uh, over the next day or so just to keep connecting uh, that way. Well, we're going into our last one of this series called Such As These, and we're talking about prayer. Now, before we get to prayer, I was in a seminar some years ago with a workplace psychologist, and she was talking to us about a group of pastors talking about the things which cause us stress and what we can do about it. Maybe you're feeling some stress at the moment. Anyway, one thing uh, she said particularly stood out uh, to me. She drew a large circle on the board and she said, This is your circle of concern. These are the things that you care about. This can be your, your family all the way through to things like international politics, uh, from your budget to the federal budget, you know, everything, how the football's going, how noisy your neighbours are, uh, your, your health problems, uh, COVID case numbers, all those kinds of things. These are the things that you might care about, your circle of concern, things you're concerned about. And inside that circle should draw a much smaller circle, This circle, she called the circle of influence. Now, you care about the things in your circle of concern, but the ones in the middle, that's the things you can actually do something about. That's where you can have an impact. Uh, so for me, it could be my, uh, how I work and how I exercise and how I eat and how I talk to my friends and family and colleagues and use my time and money, whether or not you can get to uh, choose to take the vaccine when you're able to. All those kinds of things are your circle of influence. And uh, she said, uh, we get stressed. We get stressed when we worry about the things in the big circle uh, that we have no control over instead of just worrying about the things that we can have control over, over our circle of influence. Now, she wasn't saying ignore the world. She wasn't saying be selfish about those kinds of things. Uh, But the thing about what we can do with the time we do have and the money we do have and the opportunities we do have. She's saying, worry about the things we can change. And then she finished, she said, and of course, you can pray. Of course, you can pray about anything. Now, like I said, it's a room full of ministers, and so we all agreed. Well, of course, of course, you can always pray about uh, anything. Uh, but as I reflected, I kind of wondered, you know, what really is the difference between doing something and praying about things? Does my praying actually do anything? And I realized that I found it hard to see prayer as being useful, hard to see prayer as being active. It doesn't feel like I'm working in that circle of influence. I wonder if it's the same uh, for you. I mean, you have a circle of concern. I wonder what's in it for you. Lots of important things, I'm sure. Things that you care about and are worried about. Happy things, sad things, difficult things, easy things. I know there's lots of stress and heartache going on, but not far below the surface. And when those things stress you out, maybe for many of you, you do easily turn to prayer. You do turn to prayer quite naturally. For others, it might be hard to see the point. Why bother praying? Why pray when I can do something? Besides, isn't prayer just a way of making myself feel better about myself? Is it difficult to see prayer as actually action? Do you wonder what the point is? Now, today we're looking at Ephesians uh, 6. And uh, as we talked about, this series is about uh, how we are children of God, children of the Father. And we see in this passage that as children of the Father, we can talk to Him. Not only, uh, it's not only just connecting with Him and having a chat. No, prayer is actually joining in His work with Him. It's joining in the family business, if you like, God's work. God involves us, his kids, in his work. And one important way that we see in Ephesians 6 is actually in prayer. That's how we take our place in God's work in the world. Prayer is how we take place in uh, the work of our Father at his side. So that's where we're headed. Uh, But as we get there, we we first get to the the very famous passage in Ephesians 6, uh, the armor of God. I'm going to try and just go through that a little bit uh, quickly. I'll I'll read verses 10 uh, to 12 again. It says, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armour of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. Now, this passage, right, it kind of adds a whole new level to our, um, our, our circle of concern. Because not just dealing with the physical world, this puts us in a spiritual battle as well, puts us in a spiritual circle. It's a, a fight against evil. It's a fight even against the devil himself. Uh, my circle of concern takes in a whole new dimension, and frankly, it sounds a little bit frightening. But thankfully, of course, it's not a battle that we face alone. In verse 10, we see it's the Lord himself who strengthens us. The Lord whose circle of influence covers everything. We're strengthened by him. And we, we're given him, not, we're given not just any armour, but his armour. You and I are given God's armour that we can stand against the devil. His armour, his strength, the armour of God. Verse 13... This is why you must take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having prepared everything, to take your stand. Now, if you've got armor, it's no good to you if it's left in a pile on the ground. No, no, it needs to be taken out and put on. And used the full armour so you can stand firm. That's what you need to do. Uh, With God's help, we take the belt of truth, buckle it around our waist. It supports us. It holds us firm. It's the firm truth, the solid truth of the good news of Jesus. Righteousness uh, is like armour for our chest. It's God's God's armour, so it's his righteousness, his perfect goodness, kept safe in that, We wear it like a breastplate. Thirdly, our feet are fitted with the sandals that are ready to run and take the good news of peace to the the four corners of the world. In one hand, we hold the big protective shield of faith, the shield of faith to extinguish the devil's attacks, the firm, solid faith in what God has done for us in Jesus, faith in his death and resurrection, in our life to come. This is the faith, and this faith is the shield we carry, protecting us from anything that gets shot at us in this life. In the same way, our minds protected with the knowledge of salvation like a helmet being, we know we're saved, we know this life is for us. And finally, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. This is the way that God takes ground in His battle, through His Word, calling people to, to know the truth. This is the armor, this is the full armor of God. And the armor of God, if you think about it, it, is simply the good news of what God has done for us in Christ faith in it, the salvation that comes from it, the truth, uh, passing that message on, the sword of the Spirit. It's simply the gospel. The armor of God is, is the gospel, the good news. We know it, we live it, we accept it, we trust it. And this is the armour we need to stand in that day of battle. Not just in the, the day to come, but in the battle of everyday life. The battle that goes beyond the physical world out into the spiritual world. So what do we do with that? We've been uh, given the armour, what are we called to do? And you'd think, once you dress someone in armour, give them a sword, you say, get out there and fight. Go on. Get into the battle. Instead, the call is to simply fall on our knees. I'll read verse eighteen again. Says, Pray at all times in the spirit, with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. The call is to pray. Prayer is not just another thing added to the description of armour. It's not faith and truth and salvation and prayer. No, no. It's what you do with the armour on. Prayer is the way that all the things that we believe, all the things that Christ has done for us, it's the way it becomes our strength. Prayer is the way that truth is worked into your heart to create new instincts, reflections, or reflexes, dispositions. Prayer is action. Prayer is action. Prayer is how this armour becomes a reality for us. It's the call we have here to action. That once fully armoured up in the Gospel, we pray. We stand firm, we go to war in prayer. It's our call to action. It's our call to simply talk to our Father, to be with our Father, to stand with Him and to go to work with Him. So that's what we're called to do as God's dearly beloved children. Let's think about a couple of applications. What do we do uh, with this prayer? Firstly, uh, how do we know God hears us? And secondly, what do we even actually pray for? It's all here, and, and both these questions essentially have the same answer. And the answer is the gospel. The answer is the good news of Jesus, and you'll see what I mean. Firstly, let's think about how we know that God hears us when we pray, how we know our prayers are effective. Well, I think in verse 18 that we just uh, had there, we're told to pray at all times in the Spirit. We're told to pray in the Spirit. Now, what does that mean? Uh, is, there, is, there, is that a technique? Is that a, is that a, uh, are there special words I need to be able to pray in the Spirit or kind of feelings I'm meant to kind of have inside me? Well, no, praying in the Spirit is actually just telling you how prayer works how you talk to God. Prayer works because it's prayer in the Spirit. I'll I'll explain. Firstly, you see, the Spirit is God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, and that Spirit is the one that Jesus gives to us. It's in us. God's Spirit is how we are united with Christ, how we are with Him. How we are joined to him even now. And where's Christ? Well, he's the one who's been raised, He's at the right hand of the Father, uh, right hand of God, interceding for us. So as Christ is in the presence of God and we are united to him by His spirit, we somehow are there too. We get to stand in the presence of the Father because Christ's spirit is with us. We don't get to be in God's presence on our own. We don't get to demand that we get to talk to the Father. We don't get to knock knock the door down and make our way there ourselves. No, no. But as the Son, Jesus, approaches the Father, so we do too. We get to be called sons and daughters of God too. And we come to the Father in Jesus' name with Jesus. We often end our prayers saying, in Jesus' name. That's, That's what it means. Because Jesus comes to the Father so we can come to by the Spirit. That's prayer in the Spirit. That's how we pray. That's how our prayers are heard. Through the Spirit, as Jesus is in the presence of God, the Father himself. Now, this is the gospel, isn't it? This is the good news. The good news is that people who are cut off from God can come back to his presence. The enemy, us, brought back into the family. This is the gospel. We can be children of God. We can be such as these. We shouldn't be allowed to pray to God and talk to Him, but because God and man have been reconciled by Christ, we can come into the presence of God. We pray. We take part in the gospel. We're part of the good news. Our prayers reflect this fixed relationship with God. We pray to the Father in the Spirit, in Jesus' name, and He hears us. He hears us. So we get to pray. It's an amazing privilege as God's uh, precious children. What do we pray for? How do we get to work? How do do we get to to work at the Father's side? Uh, Paul gives us some focus at the end of this little section. I'm going to read again uh, from verse 18 to 20. Uh, Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough in him to speak as I should. So what can we pray for? We can pray for all kinds of things. Every prayer and request, it says. And he means it. We really can pray for anything. We can. We really can. Uh, Everything's fair game. We can bring anything to our Father in heaven who loves to hear us. We can pray about anything. But Paul does give us some direction. He says our prayers should be gospel-shaped prayers. We, says, intercede for the saints. We we pray for other Christians, the Christians who are there in the same battle as you, your brothers and sisters, praying that we'll all stand firm. We pray for those who are slipping and falling. We pray they'll be shielded by the armour of God, that they'll resist the flaming arrows of the evil one too. We pray that we'll be secure in salvation, wielding the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. We pray gospel-shaped prayers for the saints, for each other. Uh, Paul wants this kind of prayer for himself too, we see in verse 18 and 19. He wants prayer that he will speak the mystery of the gospel clearly, that he will be given the words to say, that he will wield the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, well. He wants to speak with boldness, despite being in chains. See how these are gospel prayers? Prayers shaped by the gospel, prayers, prayers for the gospel work to be done in the world, frontier prayers, if you remember that. Is what we do is we pray, we take our place in this battle, armored up, operating not in our own power but in God's power. Speaking to God by Himself, asking for more of the gospel, more of the good news, coming to Him as His children, asking that the gospel of Jesus would fill and permeate all things. And as we pray, we see actually that there's nothing outside of God's influence. Nothing outside God's circle of influence. And so if we can pray about those things, there's nothing outside our circle of influence either. We can keep praying uh, for anything. We can make a difference because everything is in God's circle of influence. Uh, Our psychologist friend from the beginning was right when she said, yes, you can always pray. And that's all I'm saying, really. We can always pray. It's useful, it's powerful and good. And prayer is what we are called to do. Talk to your Father. Talk to your Father. So, I should pray. And so should you. Uh, prayer is an amazing thing. Equipped with God's strength, we can talk to Him by His Spirit. And we go to work with Him in the family business by His side as we simply pray. But it's so easy to forget, I think. I feel like I preach this to myself as much as I preach it to you, that this is important and good. Prayer can become a chore. We wonder if we're wasting our time. Maybe someone else can pray. I'll leave it to those prayer warriors I always hear about. But no, no, you've been given the armour. The prayer warrior is you. You have been given God's armour. You are the warrior. United with God, you stand and you are called to pray. Now, there was a uh, Christian rock band back in the 80s and 90s that I knew of briefly uh, back then called Petra. And there uh, there are, you know... Christian hair metal band, I think you'd call them, epic, wonderful, terrible, all those things that the 80s were all about. And one lyric I remember, still stands out, I don't remember much of it, one lyric I remember, they said, get on your knees and fight like a man, there you go, get on your knees and fight like a man, and it reminds me this this lyric that prayer is action, prayer is useful. It could be a jolt you might need to get praying. And I should say it's not as effective to get on your knees and fight like a woman. That is entirely uh, as, as deadly as, as that as well. It's just the lyric they wrote at the time. But the point is, right, the point is you, you can remind yourself you're coming into the presence of God. You're there by His Spirit. You can remind yourself you can call God your Father. But God is working. He includes you in His work. Praying is part of that work, alongside our Father in the family business. And remember, we, we can pray big prayers, pray for anything, pray frontier prayers, prayers that matter, gospel prayers. So perhaps, even tonight, before we go to bed, we can take a knee and, and go to work in prayer. And there's all op- opportunities you have to, to do this as you open up uh, the uh, the prayer letter or something from the missionaries that, that you support. Uh, as Well, I was going to say, as you catch a train or, you know, drive a car somewhere, but we're not doing much of that these days. As you're locked down, we can go to work in prayer. Uh, We can uh, just take all kinds of opportunities and remind yourself of this truth. You have access to your Father. You have access to the throne room of God. You call God, Dad, Father. He invites you to work in His family business. He's given you His armour. We can go to battle. We can go to work. Maybe your routine means you can pray before you eat. Uh, You can pray before you leave the house. Whatever it is you do, put prayer on your to-do list. Don't think, oh, I have to pray. Think, I get to pray. You get to pray. Uh, I've always been encouraged as I see the prayerfulness of our church, of our church family, Uh, a church family that is thirsty for a relationship with their Heavenly Father, uh, it was encouraging to see everyone signing up for, for getting too many Kids Week prayer updates. It's a shame we can't be praying for that, but we can still be, be praying. Uh, I, I love hearing times when uh, parents are teaching their children to pray, incorporating it into their routines. I love hearing about kids learning to pray at Kids Church and at SRE. And again, I want to thank you for your support of those ministries, particularly in the last few weeks. But how good would it be if we're a church family that people just know as being prayerful, that prays and really prays? takes the opportunity to pray when we're all together, when we're uh, apart, when we're on the phone, when we're uh, one-on-one, however, taking those opportunities. How good is it if we see that prayer is the way we take our place in God's work in the spiritual battle Ephesians 6 reminds us this battle is spiritual. The devil wants nothing more for us than to fall away as individuals, as families, as a church. So pray that we don't lose alertness. Pray that we keep perseverance. Pray that for each other. Pray gospel-shaped prayers for your family and for your church and for our world. United uh, with God by His Spirit, we pray that we keep standing firm in that. We pray gospel opportunities. Pray for, op- we pray for gospel opportunities that we have this, the opportunity to speak the truth of the gospel to a, a world that desperately needs it. Please pray for our ministry staff as we preach and teach. Pray for those leading Bible studies and teaching children and youth uh, in our church and in our schools. Pray for uh, those in our family that we come across that will be able to speak the gospel with clarity and confidence. We would speak boldly. Let's be a church that keeps praying gospel prayers. It's amazing. Our Father gives us his armour. He calls us to work. We're protected. We're ready. We have the truth of the gospel. We have a direct line to the all-powerful Father God. And as you pray gospel-shaped prayers, that we would stand against the devil, against his lies, and that we might know the truth of Jesus Christ. So, would you pray and go to work in the family business with our Father God. How about I pray now as I close? Father, thank you that you've given us uh, your Spirit and that by your Spirit we can be united with Jesus and stand in your presence and we can talk to you. Father, please help us see reality as you see it. Help us to see the reality of the spiritual battle. Teach us to pray and to trust in you. Teach us to see how the Gospel affects everything and please keep shaping our prayers to reflect the gospel more and more in our own hearts, in our households, in our uh, families, in our communities, in our church and in our world. We pray this all uh, in your presence, uh, in Jesus' name. Amen.